Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and we are back, as always, with one of the greatest co-hosts in the history of fantasy basketball podcasts, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, so you know I like to ask my question at the beginning. Yes, right? let's hear it. Let's have, hear it. For our special 30 teams in over 30 days podcast, yeah. I have added in a trivia question. Oh, right? okay. So let's, this, um, is, this is a okay. monumental occasion. I was not prepared for this. is a monumental occasion, okay? It certainly is. A so, ch- changing our format in a, in a, after years and years of success. But uh, okay. If you're willing so, to risk it, Tyler. Worst player in fantasy per game rankings to score okay. 20 points a game. Who oh. was it? Worst player. So, had to score 20 points a game. Had to I average 20, 20 points a game. Man, I, I, I'm trying to even think of like now, who's, there who's are definitely eight scoring players. 20. Who did it that finished outside of the top 50. Okay. Everybody else who scored at least 20 points a game finished inside the top 50. Who's like a scorer? Who's like always scoring? Who's super annoying? Who just doesn't do anything else other than score? That's a tough question. Uh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of who would... Right, you gotta give me a couple guesses here. This is kind of a hard... This is a pretty hard question. This is a hard one. I will tell you this. The two worst both played for the same team. The two worst both played... The two worst both played for the same team. Oh. Uh, that should help, but it feels like it doesn't. Um... So two people that I would have Would it be the, the Pelicans or the Knicks? Well, it is one of those two teams. Oh, wow. Um, wait, but who scored more than 20 points on the Knicks? Julius Randle would be my one of my guesses. And he then I was, I was going to think like Bogdan Bogdanovich or somebody like that? He is ranked 81st, Julius Randle. That's last pretty year. good. He That's is the bad. second of the two worst Oh wow! Oh, I'm I'm impressed by my own self. I, I figured he scored 20 points a game. What did he score like 22 a game? He just scraped 20 last year. Oh, he did have a he had a bad year. That's right. He shot like shit, but he still scored. Oh, he, this is actually the only person who scored exactly 20 points a game. All right, let me hear it. R.J. Barrett, 237th. Oh. R.J. Barrett finished. I have in not per, thought. In per-game value, 237th. Julius Randle, 81st, was the next. The next worst after that was Clay Thompson, who would have been my guess. Yeah. I was thinking, like, Clay Thompson, maybe Tyler Hero, but I don't think Tyler Hero scored 20. Tyler uh, Hero did. He was. Oh. He ranked 64th. Man. Uh, I, Aaron Fox was below him at 66. I got to re-familiarize myself with last year's stats as I – uh, would assume all of you out there need to do as well. As Tyler said, we are doing our 30 teams in 30 days. And this would have been a great trivia question if we were doing the Knicks, Tyler. Uh, but as always, we start our year um, off with our 30 for 30 in over 30 days. We can't say 30 for 30. We got sued by Bill Simmons, actually, and then ESPN. 
Uh, he was still there when we got sued by them. So we can't use that moniker anymore, Tyler. Sorry. Oh, well. We'll figure something out. I think we will. Um, it's far too early. It's far too early to be doing uh, rankings. It's far too early to be researching and doing, these, uh, doing all the things that we're about to do right now. But when you look at the calendar and you look at when the NBA uh, is about to start, it's, it's right around the corner, Tyler. It's, it's coming up. Yeah, we are not that far from opening night. I mean, we don't have the schedule quite yet, but it's going to happen in mid to late October. And so we're not that far off from mid to late October. <laughs> no, we are not. If you gotta, if, if, if these trivia questions might help me, uh, remember who uh, plays on what teams, which is always a real struggle for me at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to have any trouble remembering who's playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, because as we were all uh, witness to, one of the biggest trades, one of the biggest changes in the offseason for any team, really, I think it has to go to um, Rudy Gobert. Uh, by the way, a, a, a ransom, uh, an unheard of ransom of riches back to the Utah Jazz for Rudy Gobert to come to the T-Wolves to play center with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So a lot of people are assuming Minnesota's going to be significantly better after this trade. Um, the, word, the word significantly feels heavy, but they, I think they're, they're going to be better. They have to be. Oh, but, like, I don't know, man. Does Towns and Gobert front court, like, I guess. I mean, judging by the playoff series last year where they played the Mavericks, Utah's defense, save Rudy Gobert, looked absolutely terrible. So can Minnesota's be worse? I don't think so. So, as always, I have to talk about the Chicago Bulls. and It's it's in my contract. Um, It is a requirement. Um, I signed a contract with Tyler, and he said you have to talk about the Bulls in every single episode, uh, or else I get fined. Uh, so it's a real pain in the ass. Um, I was incredibly disappointed that the Chicago Bulls were not able to procure uh, Rudy Gobert until I saw how much it cost to uh, procure Rudy Gobert's defense on your team. And then I said, that's absolutely fine uh, that the Chicago Bulls do not have Rudy Gobert. I'm absolutely, totally fine with that. Because Rudy Gobert is legitimately, while you, you we see him as a fantasy player, we look at him and his stats. He's always a, a top-tier player to draft, especially in head-to-head leagues when you can punt. In real basketball, he is one of the best rim defenders, one of the best uh, defensive anchors in the entire league, like maybe historically in the entire league. And then you match him up with historically, and I, I would, I'm going to say it, the best offensive big probably uh, maybe of all time. I've never Dirk, seen Dirk. a man of Carl In Dirk's lone commentary game, maybe ever, uh, he filled in last year for the Mavs, and he had a good laugh at Carl Anthony Towns calling himself the greatest shooting big man ever. So I can look up that clip, I'm sure. I'm not saying he's the best shooter of all time, but I do think he might be one of the most offensively versatile big men of all time. Oh, that, that's for certain. I yes, mean, can do it what all. big man Dirk has... was a better shooter. Uh, Kevin Durant's a better shooter if you're gonna call him a big man because he's like seven foot tall. But 
I've never seen a, 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 like a guy who can play center, who can play with his back to the basket, run off screens like Kyle Korver and shoot threes. It's just, I've never seen it. And you watch so, it every night with Carl Anthony Towns. Here's the conundrum for these two gentlemen, right? Yes. Uh, one of Towns' best categories is rebounds. Uh-huh. And Gobert has been arguably the best rebounder in the league for the last right. couple of years. There are only going to be so many rebounds for the Minnesota Timberwolves to get. So, do they kind of cannibalize each other? Towns is going to have to guard on the perimeter more, unless... Which is not good not, for him. <laughs> right. Well, and, go, and the weird part is Gobert's probably the better perimeter defender, but Towns is a much worse rim protector, so you got to think they're going to let Rudy Gobert protect the rim. Yes, which so, means they're still going to exploit Carl Anthony Towns uh, by pulling him away and trying to run pick and rolls against him. Like that's what they're gonna, that's what they do all the time. Right. So, is go do Gobert's rebounds go down a little bit? Probably so. Probably uh, I, more in that twelve to thirteen range than the fourteen and a half he got last year. I think they both. Yeah, they both definitely cannibalize each other. It's almost certain. Right. So the question is, do the rebounds for Towns going down drop him out of the first round? How, I mean, how many rebounds are we talking about this guy having to drop in order to be be considered a first-round player? Um, if we're looking at, what, 12? Oh, here's 12 the game? Other thing. He's not going to get that. Here's the other thing, too, is like, Gobert's going to score you 15 points a game, right? Sure. Ish, maybe his goes down to like twelve or thirteen. Like at some point, somebody's gonna have to score less points between Towns, between Russell, between Edwards. Now it's not necessarily Towns well, here's what, that person. Yeah. I'm thinking this is what I this is what I'm actually worried about because as we've seen before, when these big you know superstars get together, right? They do cannibalize each other a little bit. We saw that with Westbrook and Harden. Uh, we saw that with uh, Durant and Harden. We saw that with Embiid and Harden. Oh, no, just, now I'm just doing a bit. Um, but no, Carthony Towns is still going to get hits. He's still going to play 34 minutes a game. He's still going to shoot a bunch. He's still going to shoot two threes. He's still, still going to have pretty decent percentages, though I, I assume he's going to be pulled away from the rim a little bit more, so that field goal percentage could come down because Rudy Gobert is living in the paint, right? Um, it will be interesting to see uh, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns in a pick and roll. That'll be uh, fun. Uh, the the rebounds are going to be cannibalized, which does start drop start starts to drop Carl Anthony Towns out of that top ten. I do I do think you're right there. What does it do to my man Ant to my Ant Man to my man Ant Man? Anthony Edwards is the guy I'm worried about here. So I'm less worried about him. Really? And he, and here's why. I think Edwards has been very special, right, as a 19 and as a 20-year-old. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely phenomenal. If if Minnesota, right, if we have, like, a crazy reshuffling of the deck in the league, right, for some unknown reason, and you can only keep one player and the rest of your guys have to go back into a pool – to reshuffle the league, isn't Anthony Edwards the guy you're taking if you're Minnesota? One hundred, like without a doubt, one hundred percent. Not even. Let's say all their contracts were even. Let's say that all their contracts were max contracts, and whoever you kept, you have to give them max contract. You still keep Anthony Edwards, right? And so, I think 
it's slowly going to shift into Edwards being the leading scorer and kind of the alpha on this team. I think he already is the alpha on this team, right? And I think that's just the vibe that you get from the narrative that you when you're watching the NBA and you think about uh, how uh, often uh, currently Towns has been called soft by other players. Um, Anthony Edwards doesn't seem to give a shit that Carl, uh, he knows Carlton Towns is great, right? It doesn't seem like he's like, oh, I'm the alpha now, suck, suck my ass, Carlton Towns. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to take over, and we're both going to win. And that's like that's like a true alpha type of, uh, uh, I don't know if that's a true alpha mentality, but that's the type of leader you want on a team, right? And I, I completely agree with you. You saw what Anthony Edwards did in the playoffs. Like, I think we kind of looked at him and said, he could be great. Not sure it's going to be next year. He could be great. He's great, and he's going to continue to get better. So, kind of trying to put a bow on this whole conversation yeah. is, I think Edwards at this point, right? I think Edwards is going up, and Towns is going down from where they ranked last year. Is that fair? Absolutely. I think and Gobert. Yes. And Gobert is probably somewhere about the same. Maybe he goes down a little. Yeah, what so, you know, if he's if he, Gobert almost ever damn, he almost averaged 15 rebounds a game. Let's say that's down to like 12, 13, right? Yeah, that, and that's that probably does, that's, that probably drops him a whole round worth of value. Yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll focus on Gobert in a minute. Let's just go sure. with Towns because I feel like Towns is pretty easy, right? You're just looking at the top of the league, right? Like, yes. is, is he in the top 10? I don't think he is in my top 10. It is so hard to be in a, in the top ten. It is so hard to be in these top tiers, and we're going to talk about this probably every single episode from here until the beginning of the season. The way we do rankings here, at least the way I do rankings here, um, I look at the top. There's top tiers. There's 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 two. There's usually coincides with the top two rounds, one and two, um, but there's usually four tiers of like absolutely insane players. When you look at the Z scores, when you look at uh, the value of an individual player, Jokic being the number one player is worth about three, maybe four guys who are ranked down in 50, right? That's not, you know, that's an X, that's not a one-to-one ratio, right? That's that's very, the, those guys are so much more valuable. They deserve to be considered a tier above everybody else. And then once you kind of get into that 45, 50 range, you start to plateau out. The guy between, the guy at, 49 and the guy at 68 they're pretty close to each other they're certainly much closer than between Jokic and even uh shit even Carl Anthony Towns there's that much difference between those players right and so to be in that top tier you have to be almost legitimately perfect you have to be one of the greatest players in the league and Carl Anthony Towns has been up there in that top tier um this is probably the year he falls out Right, and so I still think he's a first-round player, probably in that kind of turn range, just because, like, you mentioned it, right? Like, he's so good that even if he drops back a little bit, he's probably still kind of right there. But, like, I think I'd rather have Giannis than him. I think I'd rather have Trey Young than him. I think I'd rather have Luka than Carl Anthony Towns this year. Healthy Paul George? Healthy Paul George, yeah. Kawhi's coming back, right? Like, he's Anthony up there Davis? somewhere. Nah. We got a lot of hate for Anthony Davis in our hearts. I, I'm, I mean, I'm still going Towns over Anthony Davis and and guys like you know 
maybe Butler and Paul George. Like that's are those are kind of fringy guys, right? That are always kind of in that turn range. That it's like that's where Towns is more for me. It's the question is, do I want a big man? Do I want you know what what can I get at that turn range? But I think he's more of a turn player for me for the first time in a long time. I'm really curious to see where how the the consensus on where he needs to move because I can see like casual players kind of just being like, yeah, he's a, what do you mean? He's like a top six player every year. He's going to be a top eight player. Like, I'm going to draft him in the top eight. And I can see um, people are really into fantasy um, going the other way around and going, like, I'm not even taking him in, like, a, like, like maybe mid-second round, late-second round. I don't know. I think, he's, you know, he's not going to be that good. And I wonder if that evens itself out where he just ends up kind of like where you're saying, like, in the top ten or whatever. But, like, I'm very interested to see where the consensus takes him. Uh, because I'm, I, I don't have a good read of the room. I think you're correct, and I would agree with you, that his most likely um, move is he's going to drop a handful of spots. He's going to drop into that turn, early second round. That's when you want to take him. That's where his value is going to be. But looking around the room, I don't know where other people are thinking he's going to go. Yeah, and that's why, like, for me, and it's it's early to say this, but I don't think I'm going to get any Anthony Edwards stock because he finished 43rd last year, but you know how this goes with a 21 year old guy who just had a stellar performance in the playoffs. Yeah, where was Anthony He's, Edwards drafted last year, by the way? Do we know? I can, we have that I stat. Can pull that, I, have I, that can, stat. I can Craig, pull that up in a Craig, second. Our producer Craig, can you get that stat for us, Craig? He was 40th uh, in ADP, Fantasy Pros Consensus ADP. 46th in Yahoo, 47th in ESPN, 38th in CBS. It's a little lower than I would have expected, but yeah, that's not. He's definitely gonna be above that. So he might. He might he's be also player. going in the second round. That's yeah. exactly what's gonna happen. Do you he think he'll be in, in a league where Anthony Edwards goes above Carl Anthony Towns? Like, is the overreaction going to be that drastic? Probably somewhere. I mean, like, there's going to be somebody who's just like, I want Anthony Edwards so bad that I got to take him, and I'm going to take him right now because I can take him. But, like, are you taking Anthony Edwards over Jason Tatum, over Jimmy Butler, over Paul George, over Kawhi Leonard, over Devin Booker? Nope. No. Because we we talk about – I just literally just talked about this. To get into those top tiers, you have to be elite. Does Anthony Edwards have the ability to become to be elite to become elite? Absolutely, he certainly does. But it's it's little things like not shooting eighty percent on free throws, and not shooting above forty five percent from field goal. Little things like that. Well, and and three yeah. what, four assists a game. Little things like that will keep you out of that top fifteen. Um, and the, and the one that top. hurts, the one that hurts two to get him get him all the way up there is the rebounds we just mentioned how there's not enough rebounds for towns and gobert yeah so those rebounds are going anthony, down right to say that anthony edwards is going to grab you six boards a game just it's not happening i don't think and so no. you know then you're going to say well to get up into that top 20 he's going to have to have like six assists a game like unless they're trading d'angelo russell i don't see that happening no i, I don't either that, does he so, have the ability, right? Like the, he's got to do it on the back of someone, uh, 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 in in the in the same mold as someone like a Jason Tatum, right? Yeah. So he's Mike only draft player, a player who can get the assists, can get the rebounds, right? But he's not in a situation to be that guy. Right. 
Mike only draft. Anthony Edwards, where? Where are you going? Oh. I like him. I don't like him around 20, 28. I like him around 28. That's kind of where I am. Like, like, Mid, in 12-team league, like, early-ish to mid-third round. Yeah, that's early third round. Uh, you're never going to get him there, man. He's He's got some absolutely incredible stat lines. Oh, he's yeah. Gonna, he's... And he's just, he's going to be better, right? So, if I really wanted him 20, it's going to have to be in the, at the end of the second round. Take him on the turn, yeah. give him somebody and somebody back-to-back. I think I think there's going to be definitely leagues where he goes in the top twenty though, because like just just sure look enough. at him. Like someone's going to be like, oh, he's going to average twenty five a game. He's going to get six rebounds. He's going to get like five assists. He's going to get the steals are going to go up again. It's like, yeah, but where does, like, where does he get better? Some more assists, points, maybe a little bit. Assists, scores maybe. more. Rebounds, like you said, rebounds are going down. Steals are probably a constant as they are for most players. Blocks. Probably a constant as they are for most players. Half a half a blocks game is really is really nice. So I mean, percentage, so like percentages got to go up. Yeah, and I mean they probably will again, but like to go up to forty seven and eighty, like that's a big jump again. It's hard to be elite. So we got Carthony Towns moving down into that second round. We got Anthony Edwards moving up into potentially the end of that second round. Rudy Gobert. So you mentioned about how how Gobert was going way too low last year, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then, like, what's the read in the so room on Rudy? It started off that he was going too low, right? And then he shot way up. And so, uh, it's hard to say where Rudy's going to go. I was a big fan of drafting Rudy last year, um, even in the even in the the like early third round. I was. In on Rudy, I got Rudy in some leagues. Um, I think he's probably more a mid to late third round player this year. I have no idea where he's going to go. I'm not even going to venture a guess because I think we're just a little, it's a little too soon for like those ADPs. But I think you're going to see him around that same cast of char- characters that it was last year, right? Like the the John Morant's, the Chris Middleton's, the like those guys were all kind of drafted around him last year, and they're probably yeah. all going to be drafted around him again. Yeah, I would I would wager yeah, I, I I would wager he does drop a little bit but not a lot. Um because it's it's, like, it's almost like um you, you start to look around the room, right? Um when you're drafting the draft room, not the draft room, but the draft room. Does that make any sense, Tyler? Yeah, it makes sense to me, but maybe not to anybody else. <laughs> No, it doesn't make sense to anybody. So when you look when you look at the players left, uh, so the, when I look around the draft room, I have no idea where they're going to rank Rudy Gobert. All the people who are going to be drafting, but when I look at the draft itself, when I look at the players hanging around in that second to third round, you start looking around the table and you go, "Well, how, where am I going to get my rebounds? Where am I going to get my blocks?" Rudy Gobert is still going to be an elite rebound guy. He's just not like, but he's not going to be the elite rebound guy. Like, it's not going to be that guy. So, in a roto league, I'm much less interested in getting a guy who's going to be like 11 rebounds versus 15. That's a huge difference. That's an entire player off your off the bench difference in just one start, right? 
Um, but when you who's going to sit around and get 12, 11, 12 rebounds and two blocks that's dropping into the third round? Well, here you go. Not, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Not, Mike's, Mike's center rankings in the second to third round. You ready for this? Okay. Sir. Uh, Rudy Gobert or Robert Williams? Um, Williams finished higher per game last year, I'll tell you that. Man, I think it... Really, he finished higher per game? I mean, that's some very... Those are such similar dudes. You and... Robert Williams could be really good. He's a little injury prone. You know what? Give me Rudy Gobert. Okay, Miles Turner. Uh, fuckers. I like Miles Turner. Probably give me Rudy Gobert. <laughs> nah, give me, if Roto League, give me Miles Turner. Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, we just Sabonis is probably taking a little bit, of, a little bit of a hit on the Kings, but not a not a huge hit on the Kings. Probably be a very similar player. Um, I don't know. In a Roto League, I like Sabonis better, but probably Rudy Gobert in a head to head league. Damn on a bio. I like Bam. Bam over everybody. And then it might be a bad choice on my part, but I really like Bam. You're getting down to like Jonas Valanciunas and Vucevic after that point, you know. Um, I think though that like you mentioned it, like Gobert's a third round player. Probably he's still a third round player. And I think so, even with a dip down to you know twelve, eleven rebounds, maybe maybe oh. Robert Williams, maybe Robert Williams becomes the the guy you pick in the, over everybody else here. Maybe he's the guy who takes the leap uh, in in the center category this year. Because um, Rudy is definitely on a downward trajectory. And I'm, you know, and, I'm sitting here looking at the numbers. Robert Williams had a better season. Right. And you you see some kind of Gobert hate, like, in the media and, and just, like, from people. And so really my hope for this whole situation is that, you know, the fantasy community is hyping Towns and they're hyping Edwards and Gobert slips. Like if Gobert's there in the fourth round, like if he falls oh. below some of those other centers, oh yeah, dude, I'm feasting oh. on that all day. Oh. If he's in, if he's in the second round, I might not own any Rudy Gobert. You get me excited, Tyler, thinking about Rudy Gobert in the fourth round. Well, because you know the narrative, right? The narrative's going to play out one of two ways. Oh, they're both on the same team now. Oh well, one's gonna crush the other one's value, and we know that never really happens, right? Like yes, they both, it never truly they... happens. There's always a little bit like some assists here, some rebounds here, blah blah blah. But the best players get theirs, right? Always. And so, um, we'll see who gets crushed by it. But there's gonna be an opportunity for maybe both guys, you to pick both guys because they're both getting crushed by it in some ways, right? Like, oh, they're just going to cannibalize each other and neither one's going to be good and, you know, they're not going to be as good as you think, whatever. And so, like, there's going to be buying opportunity maybe. It's like, you got to just kind of see how the market plays out and you got to really feel firm in your value and kind of stick to it. I hope so. I hope that is what, um, I hope that happens. I'd love to see a Rudy Gobert slip down into the weeds. Um, Let's talk about the rest of this team. Uh, if if you want to, I guess we can talk about. I mean, we talk about D'Angelo Russell. We mentioned him a little bit earlier. Uh, at this point, in D'Angelo Russell's career, 
What do you think you're going to get out of D'Angelo Russell? The, so the, this... the answer is the same thing. The, the answer is the same thing as you always get. But are people completely out on D'Angelo Russell? Therefore, I think this is. Little... We're about to talk about why I don't think the Timberwolves are going to be as good as everyone thinks they're going to be. The D'Angelo Russell. Well, it's not D'Angelo Russell necessarily. It's De- It's everything D'Angelo Russell and below on this roster. Yes, because. Pat Bev is gone. Malik Beasley is gone. Their their next their next best gone. players after this are Kyle Anderson, who I'm a fan of. Yeah, I like Kyle Anderson. He's a role player. Sure. Torian Prince, first nope. round pick. Wendell Moore Jr. Jaden nope. McDaniel's Jordan McLaughlin, Jalen Noel, Nas Reed. Austin Rivers. They signed Brent Forbes. Like can Austin Rivers still hang? I mean, Austin Rivers is uh, perpetually overrated and underrated by some people. Like, he's an NBA player. Is he a game changer? No. But he's an NBA player. Like, he's good. And Forbes isn't bad either. Yeah, but like... Forbes might be the sneaky guy in here. Where's the... There's a whole position here that isn't filled. Where no no one slotted in at the two. That's what I mean. And like... I don't know, man. I just don't love this team. And so, like, yeah, they're going to be good-ish, but they're going to be in the play-in, if you ask me. It's like, they're... They got a great top end, but they don't got much after that. Like, Diazzo Russell, fine. Good point guard. Solid. Good assists. Sure. So, rebounds are going to be down-ish because of the big men they got. Going to score you, like, 18 points a game. Get you a steal. Like, he's fine. He finished 60th per game value. Last year, probably somewhere around there. Again, like I mean, there's a lot of guardish players in that range we can talk about too. Like you, know, you got CJ McCollum, you got Aaron Fox, you got Tyrese Maxey, you got Tyler Hero. Give me all of those guys over Angela Russell. I there's just nothing. I I'm I, I just never draft. There's not a there's not a draft pick low enough for D'Angelo Russell, in my opinion, which is wrong. Like, I obviously should not be uh, uh, having these bias against players. There's always a right pick for every single player. Uh, but, man, I just, I, I cannot get around I always, I, I, with D'Angelo you. Russell. I just don't want it. I don't want him on my team. He pisses me off every time he plays. I'm with you in this sense. Like, I always find somebody that I kind of like better than D'Angelo Russell around where D'Angelo Russell goes. Yeah. So, like, I don't I don't often have D'Angelo Russell on my teams. But, like, if you're telling me that, you know, the narrative becomes, you know, Edwards has taken over the playmaking and Russell's, you know, outside the top 80, I'll be in on D'Angelo Russell. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, if he ends up in that... You know, post eighty, closer to hundred. Okay, well, uh, you got. We also gotta... should sit, should mention this, right? Like Russell's had some, and maybe more than some injuries in his career, right? Like Just a few injuries. So you know, he's played two games, two seasons over eighty games, but then the rest of the games, I mean, sixty-five last year was his next highest. And Russell's been around a minute now. He certainly has. It's going to be his eighth year. So if you're talking his third highest season is 65 games. He's 26. Yeah, so that that part of it worries me too. Like, if you're going to pick him at, like, 60, like, 
how many games are you really projecting? Like I'm projecting like 60 to 65. Like I don't really want yeah, that. 65 is uh, probably generous. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean like literally three out of seven years he's played 65 or more. So that's not great. And I don't like those types of players. And that's probably one of the reasons I don't like D'Angelo Russell. And I don't want to pick him. I don't want to have him on my team, but uh, the this, this stats speak for himself, right? He's got to start. He's got to play minutes. He's got to score. He's got to hit threes. And he's going to get you assists, right? So as a Roto player, I hate the fact that he shoots 41%. It makes me sick. But um, other than that, like, if you are in a very specific type of build in a head-to-head league, he's actually probably much more valuable than uh, we're making him out to be. Yeah, but again, though, like, even in your very specific build, like, if he's only going to play 65 games, like, you don't want to be picking him inside the top 50. I don't think you want this yeah. guy inside the top 50, no matter your build. I don't think you do. I agree. You even know what if I mean? You're so, like, little, even if you're a little cheat sheet, your little Excel spreadsheet, whatever website you're clicking on, showing you what to do, uh, even if hashtag basketball tells you, take him, he's a top 50 player based on your build, don't take him in the top 50. Yeah, and so, like... You want to take him in the 60 to 70 range. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm going to find somebody I like better. I just know I am. Like, Tobias Harris will be hanging around below him because everyone always hates on Tobias Harris. Give me Tobias Harris over D'Angelo Russell all day, every day. All right. Tyler, I have a question for you. Oh, all right. Let's do it. If I were to tell you that one of the other players on this team will finish in the top 100, who do you think that would be? One of the other players would finish at the top 100. I mean, Torian Prince, I guess. Oh, really? Torian yeah, Prince. I mean, you could make the case for a, a couple of different guys here. I, I guess maybe, you know, Nas Reed would have been my pick had they not traded for Gobert because you're like, oh, well, Towns gets hurt and then, like, he's going to be good. Right? But, like, and this is really what I meant when I said, like, I don't understand why people are, like, hyped about this team. Is like, they need wings after, other than Anthony Edwards, and they've got Torian Prince and Jordan McLaughlin, maybe, and Wendell Moore, who's a rookie that I don't want to trust, and Bryn Forbes, who's not really a wing. Nope. You know what I mean? There's, like, I, there's an entire like there's an entire position on this team, entire starters minutes worth of uh, of minutes that we're just like I don't know where this these minutes are gonna go. I don't know who they're gonna be assigned to. If Austin Rivers is gonna play, well, I'm the, guessing uh, they're gonna try to make Jaden McDaniel's a three. And I like, guess. But, like, I don't know how that's going to go, especially when, like, you've already got Towns playing the four, and, like, that's not a great spot for him. And, like, Jade McDaniels is the easy pick for the question you asked, right? Like, he's 22. He's shown some flashes. Like, there's the potential that he is good. But, like, I don't like that fit at all next to Towns and Gobert. No, I don't either. Like, is like, Andy all... playing the two? But even like okay, but it doesn't really matter to me if you call it a two, three, like whatever. Like yeah, they need another wing. You know what I mean? Like they need a six-six guy that's not Jaden McDaniels. Like they need a six-six guy like that can play wing minutes. And 
I don't know. I just I don't love this team beyond like I said, their top three guys and I mean sure Russell's good, he's fine, he's a starter, he's he's what he is, but like your next guys I think you're relying on the most are Kyle Anderson and Torian Prince and that scares me. Absolutely. I don't I don't want I don't want those to be the my six I don't want Kyle Anderson to be my sixth man. How about that? Not not in this year of our Lord, 2022. Well, and that's the other thing about the Jaden McDaniels thing is like, Jaden McDaniels to me is a four. Kyle Anderson is a four. So like, does Jaden McDaniels even get that many minutes when you picked up Gobert and then you brought in Kyle Anderson? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it sucks because I, I think you're right. Jaden McDaniels is the right answer to that question of if, I mean, if the minutes are right and everything fits right, somebody's got to be in the top 100, he's got the best chance, 100%. If he's playing 30 minutes a game, he's probably, I would say, probably a top 100 player if, he, if he's playing 30-some minutes a game. Where does he play? When does he play? How does he play? He probably can't, which is why it's, like, the only other, like, is it, is it, is it Brent Forbes? No, I don't. The only I, other option, and I, I you could play, you could play Bryn Forbes forty-eight minutes, and I don't think Bryn Forbes is top one hundred players. Well, he had that one year in in uh, the Spurs, but that was like four, three or four years ago. Yeah, I mean, he was the three hundred thirty-eighth ranked player, playing seventeen point two minutes a game, Brutal. and he Ooh. had negative negative value in every single category except for free throws, and he Absolutely. took one point two a game. Absolutely disgusting. So, Making me sick. Uh, just thinking about it. Not betting on him. Like that's what I mean. Like the rest of this roster is just doesn't excite me. Now maybe There's... maybe one of these young guys will pop. Maybe Jade McDaniel's can be a three, and sure. he fools me. Maybe this the the rookie that they picked really fits in and you know takes off as he's twenty one. You know I mean, so he's not like he's an eighteen year old rookie. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think this. Yeah, it was it's a not big, it was good. a big it was a big swing by Tim Conley who who had just came over from the Nuggets. Um, credit for that, credit for taking a swing. I am not a big a fan of it working out as a lot of people I've heard talk about it. So no, they might straight up just be like, we got four four dudes they're gonna play, and and this might help out, right? We got four dudes, they're all gonna play like thirty six minutes a game. And we're gonna ride then, those four dudes until their their knees break. And the remaining position, we're gonna play a, ho- a hodgepodge of whoever's hot. Is that the story? Like anybody um, who's around. <laughs> this is my other worry about this team too. Is like an injury, and they've had some guys. Like I mean, Russell, we talked about it, right? Like not the healthiest dude. Like huh? if Russell gets hurt, who's the point guard? Jordan McLaughlin. Oof. Austin Rivers. Like, that's what I mean. Like it like I think their roster gets scary fast if especially if they've got injuries. So yeah, if they have an injury in the wrong spot, right? You know, I guess if Gobert goes down, they can well, and, everybody over, right? But And nobody's bet nobody's wanting this, but like if Edwards goes down, we talked about how how shoddy their wing play is to begin with. In the yeah, ten, there's no replacing in the ten, in the ten game Edwards misses their wing play is going to be horrendous. I don't even want to see it. You're right. I, I, I think, man, if the West is actually pretty damn brutal, I think 
theoretically, they have to be somewhat better. But probably not as not as everybody being hyped up on it doesn't make doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. I do think they well, have to be at least a handful of games better than last year. I mean, Utah's fallen out, but the yeah. Clippers are passing them, so they're in the same spot. If you ask so they me, switch, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're seventh. They're the seventh best team in the West, I think. Well, there you maybe go. win a few more games, like. But the other teams are going to win a lot of games too, because there's a lot of really good teams in the West. Yeah. The West is mur- absolute murderers row of uh, of teams. That's actually where you find your best odds. If you're looking for a, an NBA champion out there on whatever uh, site you bet on, and if you are someone who works at a site where uh, betting is happening and would like to sponsor the show, please contact me at Watch the Boxes. On Twitter, um, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. You can also contact Tyler if you'd like to, to sponsor Watching the Boxes podcast with whatever betting app and would like to give us free money to bet with. That would also be cool. If you want to give us money to bet with, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We're changing the tiers this year. There's only going to be one tier. And it's for everybody who just wants to support the show. A couple bucks couple bucks a month. That's all it is. That's all we're asking. Say, hey, I like the show. You know what? This content, this thing that I consume, you know, it's worth, you know what it is? It's worth, it's worth at least $2 this month. Thanks. We appreciate that. We're going to take that money. We're going to put it on bets on the, the app that sponsors us. And then we'll dedicate the wins to you. We'll also dedicate the losses to you uh, by emailing you directly. And tell, well, I shouldn't say that. We, we're trying to get people to join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Watching the boxes and twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We're going to get some stuff going on Twitch. We did uh, some stuff last year. That was a lot of fun. We had uh, some fun with uh, Kyle and Adam King last year as well. So we, we brought some people on the Twitch. So if you like that stuff, let us know on Twitter. Tyler, it's really good to be back, man. I can't believe the NBA is already back. It's still, it's still summer. It's hot. It's still hot out. Great to be back. And, you know, I think. Uh, we're in for another exciting year. I think there's a lot of parity in the West. I think there's some parity in the East. I think there's some really good teams. There's the drama is at an all-time high, maybe at the NBA. Um, we got two superstars still on the trade block. We could have another one on the trade block at any moment. It seems. I mean, the crazy part is now you sign a new four or five year supermax contract, and people think you're going to be there for a while, and then even you're asking for a trade. So. Uh, it's just it's been it's been a wild couple of years and I think it's only getting crazier. Yeah, it was a struggle there for those bubble years, but this last season was an incredible season. It was a lot of fun. The playoffs were fantastic. Even even though the old staples, the Golden State Warriors showed up, they won they won in dramatic fashion. They uh, it's hard not to root for Steph Curry. The guy's just so damn good, right? Uh, but man, the, the league has never been younger never been more talented uh, when you think about the ages of people like John ja Morant like Ant-Man um it's hard, it's hard not to be excited about the uh, the future of this league I, yeah I think you're right this season's going to be a lot of fun and I hope you can join us as we lead into the season for our 30 teams in over 30 days we're also going to be doing um, some rankings uh, some who do I drafts and all sorts of stuff as we approach the season let us know what you want to hear Um, We'll be back soon with more content. For all y'all, thank you for listening. We love you all. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe.
We will see you next time.